This episode of the Derek Diamond Experience is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, episode 146, just four episodes away from 150. It's crazy to think that we're about to hit 150 episodes. Well, unfortunately, there was no podcast last week due to work, uh, moving into my new place and you know other things that are going on. It's been a very busy summer in addition to work, so uh, I do apologize for not having an episode last week. Uh, Next week, you'll be hearing part two of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos discussion uh, with several other front office staff members as we talk about gearing up for the second half of the Blue Wahoos season and playoffs. The Wahoos won the first half, so uh, we'll have extra baseball in early September here in Pensacola. But while you guys wait on that, I have a fantastic roundtable for you guys this week. Roundtables have become one of my favorite things to do with this podcast just because it's three or four or even more friends just sitting around talking about a subject that we all love and enjoy. And this week we'll be discussing the happiest place on earth, Disney World. And joining me for the Disney World Roundtable will be fellow podcasters Jason Robbins and Wally Phelps. Jason and Wally co-host the Pop Culture Palette podcast, which you can hear every Saturday on iTunes, and all other podcasting platforms. Now, I want to preface this roundtable by saying we recorded this a few months ago uh, before the completion of the Pandora Park, which you can find at Animal Kingdom. So we didn't really discuss Pandora because it hadn't been completed yet, but there's still plenty of great Disney World discussion. We talk about our favorite parks, rides, traditions that we have, things we have to do when we go to Disney World, and of course, all the delicious food, and we pretty much gush and geek out over the amazing Dole Whip. If you haven't been to Disney World, or if you have been and you haven't had the Dole Whip yet, do yourself a favor and go by the Dole Whip stand. It's right next to, well not right next to, but it's down the way from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Definitely check that out. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I know I had a lot of fun talking about Disney World. I can talk about Disney all day long. It's always fun having Jason and Wally on the show, and hopefully we can have them back on very soon for another fun roundtable discussion. So without further ado, here is the Disney World Roundtable with Jason and Wally. Sitting here with my two special guests on the special roundtable edition of the Derek Diamond Experience, I have from the Pop Culture Palette podcast... And two guys that I like to call friends, Jason Robbins and Mr. Wally Phelps. Guys, how are you tonight? Hola. <laughs> door. Uh, please stand clear of the door. Uh, <laughs> hello. We're, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Good, good. We're here to uh, to talk about a subject that I know Wally is very near and dear to your heart as well as it is to mine and Jason's as well. Uh, we're yeah, going to be talking. We talk to each other in forever. I know it's been as we record this a whole four hours since I went <laughs> over to Jason's house to do a, a wizard commentary. 
And, and if you're listening to this, you need to go download episode 20 of the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast and listen to it while you watch the movie The Wizard. Absolutely. It makes the whole experience much, much better. Oh, yeah, it made the movie much more enjoyable to watch it with somebody <laughs> else that enjoys it just as much as I do. Oh, yeah. I think the passion really came through with with that podcast. Lord, I can't wait. I, I, I need to – I don't know. Is it is The Wizard on Netflix? Not anymore, but you can nah, rent it. You can rent it for like – Oh, really? I thought it would be like 99 cents or something. No, because <laughs> I actually looked that up. To buy it, it's fifteen. Or rent it, it's it's like four. See, that's crazy because I guarantee you could go down to Walmart right now in the five dollar bin and find at least five copies of it. <laughs> We're drowning in the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I said this to you, Jason, earlier today. That's a movie that companies should pay you to take off their hands. Oh yeah, they'll never get rid of all those copies, all those DVDs. Some like Walmart. Savage commentary. Walmart got. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, while we've got Wally on, we actually had a pretty good idea today to do for our next commentary track for the Nerd Cave Retro Show. Oh, God. Wallace, we're going to watch Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and you have to be there. <laughs> I didn't sign anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I, if for entertainment's sake, I guess... Yeah. If it makes the world a better place, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'll do it, but I have to have alcohol. <laughs> I think we could all three use some alcohol that night. Absolutely. But we're not here to talk about Super Mario Brothers. We're here to talk about Disney World. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Walt Disney World Parks. Um, I know all three of us are huge Disney fans, so... I wanted to start this off by asking you guys, what's your first memory of going to Walt Disney World? I'll let you go first, Wally. Okay. Uh, well, my first memory of <laughs> Disney World is my first memory. Um, it, I mean, it's the earliest I can remember. It is a jumble of sights and sounds and and feelings that I had, but the most vivid part of the entire thing, and I was, I think I was, it was 1984, so I was three years old. The most vivid thing that I can remember is the Main Street Electrical Parade is going by, and I'm holding a stuffed figment, and I broke its neck trying to get it to turn its head toward the giant Elliot <laughs> that was rolling down like look another dragon and you know that's my earliest memories and all I can remember is the feeling of happiness I had uh, you know during that whole time and I think that's why I am the way I am today I'll agree with that um, yeah uh, honestly I didn't go to Disney World for the first time until I was 21 years old um, but I can tell you that my earliest memory of wanting to go to Walt Disney World is I remember my grandparents had gone. This was before I was born. So they had this um, – when I was really young, they had this book of Disney World from when they went. It was almost like a like a program that you would get at like you know a, a WWE event or something like that. You know, you get those programs when you go to shows and things like that. 
they had this program for like Walt Disney World, and it, it just showed all the different hotels and all the different attractions and everything. And this was when it, it was just Epcot and uh, Magic Kingdom. And I wore this book out. Every time I went to my grandparents' house, I would just read this book front to back and wanted to go to Disney World so bad, but never got to go until I was already of drinking age. So my first experience with Disney World was I went with uh, my brother, his family, and um, we went to Disney World when I was 21 years old, and it was just as magical as if I was a child. That's the great thing about Disney is you can go when you're 5, you can go when you're 20, you can go when you're 50, or you can go when you're 80. And it still has that same feeling. Like it has, to not to sound too corny, but it's it has that magical feeling. Like you just, yeah. there's nothing else like it in the entire world. And my, I know I went when I was a young kid, probably around like five or six, but I don't really remember it. My first memory was going when I was 12, and it was a couple of months after the Animal Kingdom had opened. So we got to see the Tree of Life. You know, I think we went like two months after Animal Kingdom opened. So getting to see the Tree of Life, you know, right after it had opened was really cool. And it's just the overall feeling of it is just something that is indescribable and you know i went with like i said i went when i was 12 i went i actually went every year between 2008 and 2010 so i went for like three summers straight and then didn't go for six years and what's cool about disney and i'm I'm sure you guys will agree with this it seems like there's always something new every time you go there yeah, because usually for me, it's it's quite a stretch between times that I get to go. Like the last time I went to any of the Disney parks was actually with Wally back in, what was it, 2007, 2006, somewhere around there? It was whenever we invaded Iraq. Well, it must have been earlier than that, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> maybe 2004 or five. Yeah, because it was literally the day we started bombing Baghdad. Oh, wow, it may have even been – too no, because – uh, was it that early? Because yeah, it was they, 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 it was on the TV while we were getting ready to go. Weird. And yeah, and I, I remember vividly because your uh, brother had a marvelous living room, and you know he was uh, he had it on CNN, and and we were watching it, and it's, but we didn't care. We were going to Disney World. Well, no, no, you're thinking you're you're getting them mixed up. That was the time we went to Islands of Adventure. The next time we went was when we were uh, we were uh, in the finalists for the uh, World Series of Pop Culture, and we were with Brian Powers. Oh, see, no, I don't know. That was around 2006, 2007. Well, that was, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so that's, uh, those are two very different things. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are some of your favorite things to do? At uh, at Disney World, like you know, there there's always those traditions. Like, you know, you have mm-hmm. to do like certain things when you go to Disney. Like whether it be a ride or you eat a certain food. What's one oh. thing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll 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 get to that. Uh, what's one thing that whether it be a ride or food, like you have to do when you go to Disney World? I don't have anything. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, okay. I mean, the thing is, is that I've been going for so long is that I have so many different, uh, 
um, traditions that I don't even get to fit them all in sometimes. And, it, you know, getting a turkey leg, it, you know, uh, getting a Dole Whip, that's, uh, which is a pineapple soft-serve ice cream for those. That's who- definitely a new tradition for me as well. Yes, oh, same here. Marvelous. And I put it's- it in, uh, especially if they have it during the Food and Wine Festival or the uh, the uh, Flower Garden Festival in Epcot because you can get coconut rum in it. And mm. it- oh, wow. Yes, I know. And uh, <laughs> I like to call it adult whip. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's an entirely different thing. Uh, come, don't Google that. And uh, the uh, other things, you know, I, I always try to ride the mansion first thing I get there. Um, and uh, the haunted mansion, and uh, definitely um, the Tower of Terror is uh, another one that I have to to do um, before I leave, and. I don't, you know, there's, with a little, with a kid, it's different than whenever I'm by myself. So it's, so you, and and the day also makes it, like, for example, if I'm there on Cinco de Mayo, I'm going to the Mexico Pavilion. Um, If I'm there during May the 4th, I'm at the studios because why the hell wouldn't you be, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so there's a lot of different things that I have to do. Hmm. I, I think mostly I just have to do certain rides. Like when I, you know, you go to magic kingdom, you have to do splash mountain. You have to do, um, space mountain, just things like that. Like uh, splash mountains, definitely one of the must do's every time I go to the, to the parks. Did I ever tell you guys the story about how a group of friends and I shut down Splash Mountain? <laughs> no. So this was back in 2009. It was myself and five other friends. Got on Splash Mountain. It was late at night, so not a long wait. It was during extra magic hours. And we get to the part where the, the cart you know, dips down into the waterfall and they take your picture. Now, now we know when the picture spot is coming up, so we decide to all do, um, we'll say, unique poses. <laughs> so two of my friends lift up their shirts and flash the camera. So we go through the ride, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And we hear this voice over the PA that says, Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear are causing trouble upstream. We'll be, uh, we'll be back in just a second. So we sit there for probably a minute, not very long at all. Ride starts again, we finish it, and then we run to the photo screens where they're showing all the pictures. And this guy puts up a piece of cardboard over one of the photos. So then we all just stop and we're like, oh shit, let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You know there's a phenomenon of this uh, called Flash Mountain where women flash their their tops – topless down splash mountain and disney archives these and calls them flash mountain mm-hmm. now that's uh th- there's actually a person that's hired to go through all of the pictures now um i don't know if it was like that then but uh now there's uh all of the pictures come in through the uh the uh what is that thing called the photo pass system yeah. so they're tied to people's accounts now uh, automatically. Yes. So now there's a person that sits there and watch and watches all the 
the photos come through on both coasts and then weeds out the ones that they can't tie to your account. Hmm. Yeah, it the system they use with, you know, fast passes, photos and everything has changed so much since the last time I went. You know, like using the the iPhone app, even the Magic Bands, like those weren't used last time I went and they they're really cool. Like I I like the Magic Bands. And I was able to find a really cool genie one that uh, that I now use as my my magic band. So, uh, awesome. as as far as traditions for me, um, Space Mountain wasn't in the beginning, but it has become that now. That's like my that and Thunder Mountain are my two must dos at Magic Kingdom. Um, Hollywood, anything Star Wars. And Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Epcot, uh, Soren, and the World Showcase. And then Animal Kingdom is the Safari and the Festival of the Lion King. Are, uh, I, are my traditions. You mentioned the, uh, the app a little while ago, the My Disney Experience app. Dude, that thing is awesome. Yes, it is. It makes things so much easier. It it super does. <laughs> you know, like you know, whenever uh, on our show, Jason was asking us for tips and tricks because he hadn't been there for quite a while, and he mentioned he was going to run through the park and knock an old lady over so he can get fast passes. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't have to do that anymore, you savage. <laughs> that was back on our. Uh, it was the episode called "No More Old Lady Knocking." Yeah. <laughs> And that was something that I really noticed too, because yeah, I remember having to get your uh, use your hotel card and you put it in this little kiosk machine, and it would give you a piece of paper that said, "Oh, your fast pass for Soren is four fifteen to five fifteen. But now that you have the app and the Magic Band, it it just works so much better. Yeah, and it's always funny. You can tell the people that. Um have a fast pass and they're running late because the last like 10 minutes of a time frame is like the fast pass line will just get ridiculously long. So it's always a good idea when you have your fast pass to go about, let's say about five minutes after your time starts. That's what we did. Yeah. We, we, we would go early and not late because, you know, we, we figured that same thing would happen. Everyone would just wait till the last minute. Yeah, that's, uh, we noticed that the entire time we were there. But uh, let's go through um, let's go through all the parks and talk about like some some pros and cons of all of them. And you know, we'll, I guess we'll start with Magic Kingdom because that was the the first one. Now, where does Magic Kingdom rank on your guys' list as far as enjoyment? You know, I I would have said number one uh, a couple of years ago, but it seems like the older I get now, this last time that we went. There's not that much for an adult to do anymore. I mean, the older I get, kind of the the further it goes down on my list. I think my favorite park at this point is probably Hollywood Studios. Well, I mean, with me, the Magic Kingdom, um, I mean, I still enjoy basically the whole thing because it's more for me it's the ambiance of the whole place i'll sit on a park bench and just watch people and also now that i have a little girl um it, it's fantastic to just kind of relive 
the whole experience through her eyes because I can see how um, how she is experiencing everything and um, how she freaks out when she sees the characters and she, you know, oh my gosh, she made me ride Splash Mountain twice. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, she she loves that park. And so, I mean, that's my second favorite park. It, 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 ranks, it ranks right there. Um, it's very close. They go back and forth to me, but, uh, the magic kingdom, I mean, it's, it's magnificent. The only problem I have with it really is getting there. <laughs> it's yeah. Pain in my ass. <laughs> you know? I mean, you gotta, you gotta park, you gotta take a ferry or a monorail and then you gotta go through security and then you gotta hike a little ways uphill <laughs> and it's like god guys you really didn't want me to go here do you <laughs> yeah it's kind of rough because we stayed at a hotel that was on property we stayed at the lake buena vista best western which is a perfect spot um where we were at we were right down the street from uh uh, what's what's it called now? Downtown Disney. Disney um, Springs. Uh, Disney yeah, Springs. Disney Springs. We were within walking distance of Disney Springs, and uh, we were always the first people picked up on the buses. But unfortunately, we were the last ones dropped off. But we always got a good seat on the buses. Um, but it, like you said, trying to get to Magic Kingdom, you got to take the bus there, get off the bus, walk a half mile to get inside. Then you got to take the tram, and then you got to go through security, and then you got to walk some more. It's just kind—it's of, just a giant pain in the ass to get in that park. <laughs> it's definitely the most complicated to get yeah, into because yeah. even just getting off the buses, you have to walk through what seems like a small maze. Yeah, to get to then, security. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you go to uh, Hollywood Studios, and it's like, bam—you're dropped off right in the front. You just walk right in. Yeah. That's right. You can spit on the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> um, some of your favorite rides at Magic Kingdom. Oh God, my new favorite ride is is still got to be Tower of Terror. We rode it three times in one day. He said the Magic Kingdom, fool. <laughs> oh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, well, I mean, it always will be Splash Mountain. <laughs> now, How do you do? Even though almost we, me and Wally almost died on it, but other than that, I still love it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> Nothing like the fear of death to make you love a ride even more. Now, did you ride the new uh, the Snow White Seven Dwarves uh, roller coaster? No, no, I did not. It, it's it's good. We kind of avoided that whole area of the park because. It, that area of the park there and up through um what they call that the circus area the, uh, that's still new fantasy land that's the same area yeah that whole area is just ridiculously packed all day long with people and sh- with strollers and so we just true. avoided those areas like the plague yeah i mean you know i i've never ridden it for because even though it was open the last time I went, uh, unfortunate circumstances made it to where I wasn't able to ride the thing. But uh, it looks fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a, definitely a ride you want to fast pass because the unless you get there right when the park opens or you have extra magic hours at night. Which one thing that looked out for us is around the time we went is when uh, they were doing the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And we had gotten tickets for that, and you could cut the crowd by about half 
as far as what would be there during the day. So all the rides had little to no wait time. Yeah. So yeah, that's this, always this the best thing to do. That's the that's the best thing to do. If you're not interested in uh, like parades, that's the best time to try to get on a ride. Absolutely, as during a parade. And they throw a parade at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. That they do. Those are wonderful. You know, it, it, it's funny because uh, I used to do these things, and as far as you know, go on the rides during the parade and things of that nature. But with a kid, I don't have that luxury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is true. That's a uh, fun un- parade, though. <laughs> unfortunately, was um, when you were there, Derek, was Big Thunder Mountain still closed? No, it was open. Oh, yeah, it was closed while we were there. See, one of my uh, ulterior motives for going to Magic Kingdom, because we could only go to two parks this year, and I wanted to go to Magic Kingdom because I wanted to ride Big Thunder Mountain because uh, they say that riding Big Thunder Mountain helps you pass kidney stones. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I still have one left, so I I needed some extra help to get it to, to go, but unfortunately it was closed while I was there, so... So I the, love that ride. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. awesome. It feels a lot smoother than it does. Uh, it d- does now than it did, you know, last time I was there, like six years ago. It felt a lot bumpier back then, but it feels like a much smoother ride now, which which is nice. But it's still yeah. fun. Yeah, out of the mountains, it's probably my favorite ride out of the three. Which uh, another one that you know I love to do. It's a classic. Is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I love that ride. Yes. And just down the the way from Pirates of the Caribbean is the legendary Dole Whip stand. (laughs) Yeah, that's where we got ours. (laughs) Now, I had always heard of the Dole Whip, but I had never tried it. And then I saw a fantastic picture that you, Jason, posted on Instagram (laughs) when you went, and I said, I am getting that thing. (laughs) <laughs> and oh my god it was delicious it is delicious yeah i mean thing is the first time me well no was it the first time or was it the second time no it was the, the first ta- time when we went because you okay. were on the hunt for it you were like i've been hearing about these things on podcasts <laughs> everybody's talking about them i must have one Yep, and I, I eventually got one, and it was flipping cold that day, too. Yeah. So, so here I am eating this ice cream in, like, sub-zero weather, and I'm like, this is worth the frostbite. <laughs> this, it, it was magnificent. And uh, there was another treat that uh, people started talking about called the citrus swirl. Did y'all hear about that? I remember seeing a conversation you had on Facebook about it with somebody. Yeah, what it is, it's a vanilla ice cream with frozen orange juice uh, that swirled together. And while it is good, it is no Dole Whip. <laughs> Sounds lovely. It, it does sound lovely. very good. And they do have another thing, uh, a Dole Whip something or other that's kind of almost like an Orange Julius, I think. I saw people drinking those, but I don't remember the exact name of it. You mean the Dole Float? Yes. It might be, yeah. Because that's what how I order it. I mean, it's just it's just they just put it in pineapple juice. Yeah, I love but, pineapple. Pineapple, uh, me good. too. It is. So if you if you love pineapple, this is your thing. I tell you, I invented a drink a few years ago back when we were working at a mutual restaurant that a while uh, Wally and I used to work at. I used to take a half a cup of Sprite 
And then I would go and, and fill the rest of the cup up with just straight pineapple juice. And it was fantastic. That sounds delicious. It is. That does sound awesome. amazing. It's really good. It's like a fresca that actually tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down now. I'm going to make that mm, at some so point good. during my break. But no lie, the day that we went to Magic Kingdom and I had the Dole Whip was the one cold day that we had there, too. It was like 50 degrees <laughs> and freezing, and I'm like, I still have to have the Dole Whip. And I'm sitting there, like, shaking, and I'm like, it's so good. Yeah, luckily the day we got ours, it was about a balmy 85 degrees out that day, so it was the perfect Dole Whip weather. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. The, the day that I got my first one, uh, we were in the tram on the way to Disney World, to, to the Ticket and Transportation Center, and it was so cold, and we were bundled up and shivering. <laughs> Jason, uh, who said it? Somebody said, you know, this is probably the most thrilling ride at the park today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we went in February, and it was yeah. like 28 degrees at night, and I mean, we're... We're out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say for Magic Kingdom, as far as food goes, if you eat at one fancy restaurant during your entire stay, I would recommend Be Our Guest. It was awesome. I, I swear to you, if you said Tony's, I would have hung up. <laughs> no, I did get to eat at Chef Mickey's, though, which was a, a fantastic time nice. to eat there. I don't think I've ever ate at Chef Mickey's. I know it's, I haven't. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a buffet, and um, they have all sorts of like breakfast foods. They got lunch foods, uh, all sorts of desserts, it's, and then the of course all the characters come out and, and mess with you at your table. It's awesome. Yeah, my my favorite place there is the Crystal Palace. Uh, it's um, a buffet, but uh, they have the Winnie the Pooh characters that come out and say hello to you. Oh, nice. And uh, so you know I. <laughs> I'll be sitting there eating my um, pine shoot salad, and Eeyore will come up behind me. Thanks for noticing me. <laughs> there was a place that we ate for lunch in uh, the Independent Square. It's uh, uh, There's a place. I can't remember the name of it. It's a seafood place, and it, it's like the door to the seafood place is like directly across from the entrance to the Haunted Mansion. Uh, Columbia Harbor House. That's it, the Columbia Harbor House. We, I had the best tuna fish sandwich at that place. Oh, my I God, had, I hear that all the time. I had <laughs> dreams about that tuna fish sandwich. And, <laughs> dude, I literally went to the grocery store, and I bought this close to the same type of bread as I could get. I make the tuna fish how I think they made it. I put, uh, you know, I put romaine lettuce and tomatoes on it, and I still can't quite get it the same as I had it there. And it's driving me nuts because I want one so bad. I've got that recipe. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Tina had a really good hummus sandwich there also. Oh, my God. Different. I heard about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it next time you go there. It's really good. I should really get good. the hummus sandwich because, you know, I keep hearing good things about the Columbia Harbor House, and I've always wanted to eat there because it, it has a wonderful theming. It's, you know. It's, yeah on the inside you know the whole area is themed to the uh 1700s you know yeah and it's a wonderful area uh the only thing that really is out of place is the you know when the muppets pop out but <laughs> yeah um, 
But we <laughs> we sat upstairs and we sat right across from where we could look down at the uh, the the line for the haunted mansion because we had a fast pass and we were waiting to use our fast pass and we were just sitting there watching the line just get big and then like it would just die out and then it would get big again and die out and we just you know waited for our fast pass ate our lunch and it was awesome. Sweet. Columbia Harbor. I, I know where you're talking about now. I'll have to try that next time. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Sweet. Yeah, it's on the. If you're walking toward the tangled toilets, it's to your right. <laughs> Before we continue this fantastic roundtable, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, they have a ton of books to choose from, over 180,000 of them. If you like mysteries, they have those. If you like romance, they have plenty of romance books. If you're a gamer, they have books from the Halo series, Gears of War, Mass Effect, Star Wars, fiction, nonfiction, every type of genre you can think of, Audible has it for you. And if you're on the go like I am, Audible is a fantastic service to continue to be able to read, even if you're not just sitting down and physically reading a book. But to get your free audiobook today, just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download today. But uh, let's move on to Epcot. Epcot was the uh, second park built in uh, 1982. Uh, what do you guys enjoy about Epcot? What are some of your favorite attractions there? Soren. <laughs> I haven't been on the new one, so I don't know. Oh, the new uh, one is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I I know the old one. I don't know the new one, so I can't speak on that. Although I do know that you know uh, Patrick Warburton still uh, welcome to sword. You know, but, but other than that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, I haven't been back to Epcot since we went in uh, 2007 or six or whenever it was. Mm. Now the new Soren is is very good. It, it's uh. What's cool is the screens you're watching, you know, as you're waiting to walk into the room or whatever before the Patrick Warburton video, which is still phenomenal, by the way. Uh, you actually get to see a map of where you go as you're oh, soaring. Oh wow! Yeah, huh. it shows you like detailed locations and where they are and everything, and it's it's really cool. The concept is the exact same, but you know, obviously updated a little bit. But it's that's the if I recommend one ride for Epcot. It's easily that one. It's one of my top five favorite rides to do at Disney World in general. Oh, I do love Mission to Mars, too. I, oh, I, can't, I can't do that one. I will throw <laughs> up within five seconds. i got to be honest with you. I, I, I like the ride as it is now, but I loved it when it first came out. Uh, they, they've toned it down since they initially started the ride, but... Um, because there used to be like a time where it was spinning so quickly that there was a moment of weightlessness. Uh, now you don't have that anymore. They, you know, it's 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 just a, they pulled back a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, so whenever the second time I wrote it, the second trip I wrote it, I was like, well, this isn't even close to being as awesome as it was. <laughs> Well, but, if you uh, remember, Wally, the last time we went, we went through the line to to get into uh, Mission to Mars, and somehow we took a wrong turn, and we ended up like in another dimension. 
Like we ended, <laughs> we ended up like underneath the ride or behind it or something. Anyway, we end up in this area. There's like a bunch of dudes just like doing construction work and stuff. And we're like, uh, I don't, I don't think this is mission to Mars. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, it was weird because the line, you know, they <laughs> had, we're it like was... science. We walk back and like all these dudes are doing like construction work and everything stops. And we're just like, hi dudes. <laughs> <laughs> It was it, it was bizarre. We I, and the thing is, I had been there before. I'm like, I didn't think this was the right way, but where where the hell were they taking us? I don't know what happened. We just we ended up somewhere <laughs> completely wrong. This uh, doesn't look I'll, like Mars. <laughs> uh, it might be the nearest space station, but uh, we, uh, t- test track though. I very much like what they've done with that. Um, with the Tron overlay that they've done, so they've uh, done a Tron it, overlay. Yeah, the, it, it's it's uh well, it's not technically they're not saying that it is because GM doesn't like the idea of being being called Tron, but uh it's Tron. <laughs> so <laughs> if you if you get in there, you're in the car, you're inside. You're what, what it is? You're supposed to be inside the computer that's designing the car. And all of the visuals are Tron-esque. And it is fabulous. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I 100% love that that new overlay that they've done. Well, shit, if I had known that, I would have done it. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can see it online. You can check out the videos. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even even the little section where you almost run into, uh, crash into the, port, the 18-wheeler, uh, you don't see it until you're like right on top of it, and then when you do, it's because it it's turning into a wireframe of it, and I mean it, it's phenomenal. <laughs> that sounds. And awesome. if you're gonna go to Epcot, I do recommend eating your funnel cake on a garbage can. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and put apples on it. That yeah, makes put, it put apples on it. That makes it healthy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, food, the food at Epcot is really the main attraction. <laughs> yes, it is. Didn't we eat at the uh, the Japanese place? We did. I, yeah, I yeah. was wondering if I ate there because I remember I, I was there not well a couple years ago, and I was in Japan wondering what did I eat here. I know <laughs> I did. I know we did. Yeah, I remember that because then we went and got the funnel cakes, and we sat in front of. Uh, sure. Oh, where were we? American Adventure. Yeah, American Adventure, yeah. The trash can right there in front of yeah. the, the stage. <laughs> People are looking at us like, what are you guys doing? Look, if there's a trash can that's clean enough to eat on, it's at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, the, the food is definitely a must. And that's something we did for the uh, – we did the whole World Showcase. Like we got you know a drink and shared it from each section because if we had all done one then i wouldn't have been able to walk out of the park yeah but uh no the food was delicious we had uh at mexico let's see we had tacos um at norway what did we have from norway we had school bread which was delicious um other food germany we had beer and brat which was fabulous we didn't have a funnel cake, which I'm now that I'm hearing you guys tell the trash can story, I'm now regretting. 
Gotta have funnel cake, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was all the food we had. But as far as the World Showcase goes, like, what's your what's your favorite drink and favorite food from the World Showcase? Um, I don't think I've ever drank at the World Showcase. I need to. Well, then I will answer this. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is the avocado margarita from La, uh, La Cava del Tequila inside of the Mexican Pavilion. Avocado it, margarita? That oh, just sounds oh gross. God. It's not. It's the best thing in the world. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, I, I, I swear to you, you will not be uh, – you, you won't be – disappointed by this they've got many other different flavors so if you don't want that you, you don't get it but that that's the one i fell in love with <laughs> it's also the one that you know they they also gave me a, a free shot of tequila because i followed them on twitter Sweet. and uh so so i was right plastered when i rode test track <laughs> <last> <laughs> I remember in line, I was so drunk, I thought, I hope they don't try to make me drive. <laughs> you know, Test Track's probably not the place uh, to put in uh, in Epcot with all the drinking going on. I just thought about no. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, it, it's, it's funny because... Uh, drinking and uh, driving, the ride. Well, that's what Autopia <laughs> is now. But... Uh, as far as food's concerned, um, you know, in, in World Showcase, my favorite place to eat is the beer garden because I love German food, sausages and spatzel and pretzel rolls and stuff like that. And it's all you can eat. And there's an oompa band playing and lederhosen and it's <laughs> magnificent. Uh, now, my breath is kicking afterwards, so you might want to bring some Listerine. <laughs> but other than that, it's magnificent. See, as much as I love German beer, I can't do the German food. Well, I can do sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut, but I don't eat sausages. Really? No, I don't do sausage. Interesting. Oh, one so thing. I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that's why I think that's why I picked eating at Japan last time we were there. Which, speaking of Japan, one interesting drink that I had that turned out to be really good was a. Uh, it was like a sake slush drink. Ooh. And it was very good. It was probably number two or number three on my uh like top drinks there. We had like a a cranberry beer at uh at Germany that was very good. Uh, cranberry beer sounds amazing. Mm. It was very good. And one other food bit that I, I forgot to mention in Canada we had a cronut which is a combination of a croissant and a donut. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was so good. See, I can't do sake. Uh, about a, 15 years ago, I, I had a run-in with sake, and next thing I know, I was crawling over my roommate. He was driving me back home, and I demanded we go to McDonald's, and I ended up crawling over him and crawling into the drive through window, into the kitchen, but that's a story for another day. I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> I, I, you know, I am a hundred percent against that happening at Epcot, so I'm glad you <laughs> sustained it from that. You know. but, Definitely uh, understandable. 
you know, uh, here's a little pro tip for people who enjoy to refill their drinks. At Disney World, you generally don't get to refill your drink. If you uh, go to the Electric Umbrella in Future World in Epcot, they do have refills. So just a little pro tip, and uh, that way you can uh, quench your thirst as much as you damn well please. Uh, one of the places that you can refill in um, Hollywood Studios is the – what is it? The It's like the Retro Cafe or something like that. It's right next to the, the Star – right in between Star oh, Wars. Oh, the, the – uh, no, I know what you're talking about. The um, – what's it called? The com- no, is, is it the Commissary? No. I think it's the Commissary. <laughs> Is it? I think you're right, Wally. Because it's right in between where um, the Indiana Jones is yeah. and Star Wars. It's like right in between that. Yeah, because I literally sat there while I watched them roll the ball back from the stunt show. <laughs> but you I'm can like, refill your drink awesome. there. <laughs> yeah, you can refill your drink there as much as you want, and I did. Sweet. Which so I guess speaking of Hollywood Studios, we can move on to uh, to that. Hollywood Studios, originally named MGM Studios, uh, it opened in 1989. Mm-hmm. Favorite things to do at Hollywood Studios? Walking in the door. <laughs> Mine <Yeah>. too. <laughs> I love that place so much. That, it's not even funny. There, There is nothing I dislike about that park. It's I my do. favorite easily. It's small. <laughs> it's... Yeah, well, that's probably my only complaint is that it's the smallest park. That's going to change, but at the same yeah. time, it's like I feel like I feel like it's so busy because there's hardly anything to do anymore. You know, I don't know. As as I get older, that park feels to me like Magic Kingdom feel felt when I was younger. Yeah. Well, I remember whenever I first went to the studios. It this is back whenever it was a working studio, and you know, you know me, I was it enchanted by the whole place because they had the behind the scenes tour and they had all the different props from different movies. They showed us where they film sections of, um, Ernest saves Christmas. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they even had Burns house. Just really? Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> back in the back lot, there was the golden girls house, the empty nest house, Vern's house. I mean, it was, it was magnificent. And so I mean I was I was enchanted by the whole thing because oh my god they really make movies and TV shows here the Mickey Mouse Club was filming at the time uh, I mean it was it was heaven for future filmmaker Wally <laughs> you know it was well if you're I mean, a pop culture junkie in general I mean Hollywood Studios is just the place to be because absolutely. I mean not only did they have Star Wars the Muppets Pixar. Um, Indiana Jones is just it's overflowing with just pop culture every like just pop culture like even now it's like Star Wars vomited all over the place. <laughs> well, you know, interestingly enough, uh, you know, like I said, they used to have all these movie props all over the place, but you can still find some. Cause... Let me ask you about this before yeah. we go into that. Um, there's a thing that we noticed at Hollywood Studios. A lot of people are dressing like they're from the 30s and 40s. Like old yeah. school Hollywood, like is that a thing now? Uh, were, were are you talking about the cast members? Or you talking no, about just people? No. just people, just like going to the park. They're dressed like you know '40s style, like you know old Hollywood, like girls and women dressed up like they're old Hollywood. Okay, and you then you got like guys dressed days. up. 
Maybe. I don't know. There's like guys dressed up in like pinstripe suits and hats and like yeah, just it sounds chilling, like you, walking around. <laughs> you stumbled in into to Dapper Day, it sounds like. Because what Dapper Day is, uh, once a year at Disney World and Disneyland, uh, a group of Disney fans organize a non-official event where you come to the parks as if it was the 1950s, uh, hmm. back, you know, whenever the uh, – the, uh, uh, Disneyland first opened, so that's that's what that is. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, because back in those days, you went in your suit or yeah. your finest dress, you know, because Cause, cause, it was an event, yeah. you know. It was like well, church. Tina and I were just we were wondering, we were seeing all these people dressed up. We're like, are we missing something? Are we supposed to dress up to come here? Huh? Yes, you what, are. What's going on? You are woefully <laughs> underdressed, sir. But uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, but like I was saying, they they still have some of the movie props and things like that if you know where to look. Like it, in now, in the great movie ride, they had a bunch uh, of stuff. That's exactly where I was going to go first. That's the most obvious place that you're going to find stuff because it's all throughout the line. Uh, you're you're going to find some movie props. But if you go into the Planet Hollywood store, you're going to see uh, a mm. one of the original uh, Power Ranger outfits as well as one mm-hmm. of the ones puppets. Um, yep. Uh, I'm glad that Jason did not run into it because he's terrified of that movie. And, uh, <laughs> we did go in that store, and I actually saw um, the Terminator uh, model and all that stuff. And all that stuff was actually in the Planet Hollywood restaurant that me and you, Brian, ate uh, the last oh, time yeah, we were there yeah. when it was still Pleasure Island. Well, now, they're they're going to reopen that thing. It's just uh, going to be a little different. Uh, they're going to be called. It's going to be called Planet Hollywood: The Observatory. So oh. that's yeah. It's going to be. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. But uh, it, it it looks ugly to me, but that's beside <laughs> the point. But uh, another interesting fact is if you're a Rocketeer fan, uh, go to the Sci-Fi Dine-In. There, you will find props from the Rocketeer on the uh, on the sides uh, of the restaurant. And if you go to PV's Pipeline uh, uh, Suites, there is one of the helmets and a rocket pack from the film. Uh, wow! On display, you can even touch the thing, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the great movie ride, I love that ride. That's oh, one always, of my favorites. That's a must-do when you go to Hollywood. Yes, it's the they're perfect. Probably close it, which is unfortunate. They're, <laughs> they're closing it. Probably. Uh, that sucks. They're probably going to. There, there's there's several different several different ideas for what's going to go in there. Uh, one of them is Star Wars centric, uh, the turning it into like a Star Wars museum instead of you know making it closer to Star Wars land than the launch bay is, wow. um, and and that's part of the reason why they decided to change the uh, theater to look like it did in 1977 because uh, uh, those spires and things were not there originally, but uh, the um, other ideas is that they might just update it to include different movies, um, you know, take out some of the ones that aren't owned by Disney and then put the ones that are in there. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that might happen. I would hope they would do that instead of just replacing it with something else. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's still it's still a great attraction, if you ask me, but mm-hmm. I, I, I would understand them not wanting other properties in there that's not owned by Disney. But, you know, <laughs> Wizard of Oz is the biggest example I can think of. Now, going back to the whole 50s attire thing, one of my favorite things, and I didn't get to see it this year. I don't even know if they still do it, 
But I remember when I went years ago, they would have cast members dressed like they were in the 30s, and they would be filming like a scene from a film in the middle of the street. Like they would have the old director's chair, film camera, and they would do like little interactive things. Yeah. As you're walking I, through the park, and to me, that little things like that are awesome. They still do that. There's not as many of them anymore. Uh, they laid a few of them off, but they still have some of them. Uh, there's, um, <clears throat> you know, there's somebody famous that actually was one of those people, and I don't remember who it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that that's interesting. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, they're called the Citizens of Hollywood, and they're still there. Sweet. Yeah, it, little little things like that I enjoy. And kind of going back to Epcot, one of my favorite things to do there is watch the street drummers, the janitors. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, but they're like janitors, but they play on their drums like they're like a drum line. And it's really cool to see. They only play for like five to ten minutes, and then they'll go like the next hour, they'll go to a different location in the park, and they'll play for another five to ten minutes. Just little things to do like that to you know have a nice break in the day, yeah. I think is really cool. So little, little details like that. But uh, what do you guys think? Like, what are some of your favorite uh, like favorite rides to do at Hollywood? I know, Wally, you mentioned Tower of Terror. Oh, that's the greatest ride ever created. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, the the thing is, it starts from the moment you get in line because it has basically the soundtrack from The Shining playing as you're waiting and it is flipping terrifying <laughs> i mean here you are in this garden and you're hearing old 30s music playing while you're approaching this dilapidated building with people screaming from the top of it and i mean the atmosphere is so thick you could cut it with a knife yeah and, there's just something about that ride that i hope I, as much as i love guardians of the galaxy i really hope they don't change the one in florida oh, I know for a fact that they're not. I know the – wait, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. But I know somebody who knows that that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, I love that, that ride so much. Yeah, I mean the the fourth dimension scene, the you know the, the scene where the ghosts are at the end of the hallway beckoning you to come with them and – you know, oh my God! And, and the drop themselves, the drop itself is is random. And one of my favorite time ever riding this was the last time my ex wife decided to ride, be- ever. Because when we got to the top, I looked out. They open up the door so you can see how high you are, and I said it looks like a lovely day today. And then they dropped us. <laughs> and then when they were done, they put us in the unload position. You know where they got the little. Uh, rotating whatever uh, just before they turn you into the exit. Well, yeah. they threw us right back up the shaft and dropped <laughs> us again. And I'm like, that was amazing. And she's like, I'm never doing this again. Never. That's amazing. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah, that that to me is probably the example of a perfect ride. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is up there on my favorite rides just in general to do. Um, it's Ironically enough, it's the ride that conquered my fear of roller coasters. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because like I had always been afraid to ride one, and then somebody told me, oh, this is like the smoothest roller coaster you will ever ride. So I took a chance, rode it, and since then I have not been afraid of roller coasters. Hmm. Oh, that's magnificent. I love that coaster. 
<laughs> yeah. We didn't get to ride it when we were there because uh, it was closed up until, I think, the day we got there or the oh. day before. And I didn't get any fast passes for it. And the line was over two hours all day long. Yeah, I mean, that line moves so slow. Yeah. And, and it's funny, you know, I last time I went, I didn't get to ride the tower because of indirectly because of the rock and roller coaster we had a fast pass for the frozen sing-along again something that would only happen with me having a child except the fact that it's me and i probably would have had it anyway and uh so so i had that and i'm waiting in line for the the uh single rider line right and you know the single rider line is supposed to move faster and we uh when I got there, I was supposed to grab a tick, uh, a child swap ticket, which would entitle uh, the rest of my party to ride once I did. And when, so it took me, I want to say, an hour and 45 minutes to make it to where I got the ticket. And at that point, it was time for my fast pass. And I told him, look, is there a way out of the line? Because I need to go give this to them. So they can come in and I can grab my child and run all the way across the park. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't even get to ride it at that time. Uh, yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> Damn. Um, have you guys done the Toy Story Mania? Oh, yeah. That's... I did not, not get to do that last time I was there. That's another thing. That's become one of my top favorite things to do. That's another one that you need to get a fast pass for, but it's absolutely worth it because it's it's probably the most fun interactive game in my opinion that they have. Like it to me, it's much better than the Buzz Lightyear one they have at Magic Kingdom. Absolutely. I mean, there's no debate there because it's 3D. It moves you around quickly. The scoring's really cool. There's wonderful little. Easter eggs that you can unlock by shooting certain things. It's it's a lot of fun, and my little girl loves it, and uh, and I love the little popper guns. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I mean it's just if if you know how to set yourself right upright, all, all you got to do is just like pop 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 pop. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. And that's a ride. You know, if you have a kid, they would absolutely enjoy it. Oh yeah, it, it would be so good. Now, what do you guys? Because we have Star Wars Land coming in the future. Uh-huh. What is one thing that each of you would like to see from a potential Star Wars Land? Um, a Millennium Falcon that I can actually go into and walk around and sit in the in the pilot seat and go sit in the gunner chair, that type of stuff. Great shot, kid! Don't get cocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, with me, I, I wrote a whole thing on my blog about what I wanted to see from a Star Wars land. And one of them was a, a Boba Fett roller coaster. <laughs> uh, this is not happening. I know exactly what's going into into Star Wars land. So I'm, this is just me. What it is, it's a launch coaster where you're being chased by the Slave One. Um, you know, Boba Fett's uh, ship. And the finale of it is uh, him, uh, an animatronic Boba Fett, 
flying in his jetpack in front of you, and then just before he has has trapped you, uh, you hit the last drop, and it puts you into a series of turns, and then you you have escaped. And uh, that that was my idea. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that I've written, but that was the one I really wanted to see that I knew they would never do. <laughs> that would be fantastic. As simple as it sounds, a cantina. Oh, we're getting one of the. Oh, I know for a fact that that is that is going to show up. <laughs> that, that's just a must, and I know it's not a ride, but just somewhere you could go and you could have you know characters that look like they're from the movies just sitting oh, around. They, yeah, they got to have animatronic characters like the uh, animatronic figurine Dan band. Yeah. Yeah, they are going to be there. Uh, now, as far as the characters just populating the area, there's there's going to be a little bit of that uh, if they stick with the plan. And, but um, and there are supposed to be live actors that are uh, supposed to just walk through, you know, in Jedi robes and and things of that nature. Um, every once in a while, something cool might happen. Um, you know, like a Jedi goes into to uh, uh, you know, into a room and he moves something big out of the way using the Force or something. But uh, the, these types of things are supposed to happen. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I think again, this is all the last plan I saw, but uh, the, it looks really cool. It's gonna be so much fun. All right, so let's close it out with uh, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom is the most recent, I guess, of the parks, opened in 1998. A lot of people, I, this to me is one of the more divisive parks, because I know some people who absolutely love Animal Kingdom, like it's their favorite park, and then there's people I know that it's their least favorite. Yeah. So where, where does it rank with you guys? I'm going to say I like, my least favorite park is probably Epcot, um, but my third favorite is probably the uh, Animal Kingdom. I love all four parks. So it, by me saying that Animal Kingdom is my least favorite, that's like saying that, you know, I like that flavor of ice cream less than, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, so it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want steak dinner today, you know, that kind of thing. So Animal Kingdom is my least uh, favorite park, but it still it still holds a place in my heart because of how gorgeous the place is. And yeah. yes, the theming is out of this world. But I mean, the animals are, are cool. I mean, the thing is, is that uh, more than half of the park is just a glorified zoo. And I think that's where I kind of and it's stinking hot every time I go there. Even in that February, cold February, it felt like it was a nice spring day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's weird. How does that happen? But it was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can finish that park in a half a day without even being worried about it. Yeah, that's kind of where I fall in it too. There's still cool stuff to do, like as far as attractions. But to me, they they have the the least that I enjoy. Like I I like doing the safari ride. Uh, Festival of the Lion King is my probably my second favorite uh, Disney show that they do. Um, Expedition Everest is fun. 
and the the rapids are rapids could be pretty good. But other than that, those are like the main things that that I like doing at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and uh, Expedition Everest that is the the Himalayan right? The, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, that's probably one of my favorite roller coasters. But what about uh, what about you guys? What are some of your things that you like to do at Animal Kingdom? Well, you know, like honestly, I think you listed every attraction. Yeah, <laughs> the Rainforest Cafe is nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> when, when you say that, well, the Rainforest Cafe is pretty. I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty bad. Uh, but the the thing is, is that I love I love Expedition Everest. Um, it, it's it's so well themed it's got uh the i really wish the yeti worked the way it did when it first opened yeah. um i mean ha, did either of you get to see it in full operation um i don't I think probably so. did because i went on the himalayan the first time we ever went there um when it um a couple of years, and then a couple of years later, me and you went on it, Wally, and that was the last time I had been on it. Was the last time me and you went. Yeah. So, because uh, I think he was Disco Yeti by that point already. Um. Cause originally, the way the Yeti worked was he was hanging. Uh, he was hanging just over the track, and as the car went by. Uh, he would reach down. He would physically reach down, and he, he would be moving his head. You could feel his breath on you. Uh, now he kind of sits in a corner, and they sh- strobe light him <laughs> to make him look like he's moving. Um, so well, that's crappy. I haven't <laughs> seen that. No, I haven't well, either. It, it looked it's fine. Um, I mean, he looks like he's moving because of the strobe, and they moved him closer to the track now. Uh, which, you know, the last time I went on it, it kind of freaked me out. I'm like, is he working? And then I went again and I'm like, no, he wouldn't work. He just moved him. <laughs> but, uh, they, but yeah, I mean, it, whenever he was first operational, it was fantastic. Uh, but, um, even Neil Patrick Harris mentions it every so often, but, uh, the, but uh, aside from that, I mean, I really love the festival of the Lion King, um, the, uh, I've warmed up on the safari because I wasn't into it before because I never saw anything. But, you know, you have a giraffe walk in front of your path one day and suddenly it becomes one of your favorites. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's tough to be a bug. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you done that? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's, it's pretty love, good. I love the ending where, where they they say, please remain seated while the bugs uh, yeah. leave the and they just kind of wiggle your booty. <laughs> it, it's wonderful. Now, before we close out, uh, a couple more things. Uh, do you guys, like, have you seen any of the Disney shows like Festival of the Lion King? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is your favorite? Of all the, the parks? Of all, like, the shows, like Festival of the Lion King, Fantasmic, uh, there's a Beauty and the Beast show they do. Um, like favorite shows out of those. I'm going to say my favorite show is the star Wars show. (laughs) That one. Yeah. That one's good too. I haven't seen that. I mean, all the one that, that sticks out in my mind is the, uh, Nemo musical. Um, it's, uh, basically the entire finding Nemo story, 
but it's uh, performed by puppeteers who are singing live, and uh, it's it's a fabulous little little show. It's very high energy, uh, very creative use of puppetry and um, and the backgrounds to uh, tell the story that happens underwater. It's a <laughs> very know? cool visual show. It is. Uh, I, I kind of like the Frozen sing along, believe it or not, because of the comedians that are the hosts. Because um, they have a couple of of historians uh, that are basically telling jokes the whole time, and uh, that's that's really funny. Um, does the every, Indiana Jones stunt spectacular fall into that category? It yes, does. Yes, that's probably probably one of my favorites. That's ah, a classic. I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. I mean, I ho- I wish they would like update it or something because it's been the same show since 1991. <laughs> well, what else can you really do with it? I mean, it's <laughs> what are they gonna throw an old uh, refrigerator across the place and have them fall love, out of it? <laughs> oh my god! Fling, fling a stunt man in a refrigerator across the stage. <laughs> it, I mean, it might be the, the same show, but it's still it's a cool it's a nice break when you yeah. like in the middle of the day. It's a, it's a pretty long show. Yeah, it, is. it just gives you a chance to kind of sit down, chill out. You're out of the sun. Get yourself a drink, you know, it's just, and watch a show, and it's really cool. You know, uh, it, it's it, – I got to tell you, it one of the things that really um, excites me about that show is the fact that it is one of the original uh, – that, that they haven't changed it because it's a relic from a time where it was a working studio, and they tried to pretend that almost every attraction was them filming something. And that's what this is. It, it, you know, there's a director and camera and then all this kind of mess. And you know, they're not doing anything. But at the same time, that's what this park used to be. That's what the feel of this park used to be. No, absolutely. Uh, My favorite show would probably be Fantasmic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and that was a show because, like, my, my girlfriend had never really seen any of the shows before. So we saw Lion King first, and she loved it. And then that night we saw Fantasmic, and she was blown away by it because that—that's something that you know I enjoy doing just as much as going is you know introducing people who have even if they've been to Disney but may not know that much about it, introducing them to new things and seeing how they react to it. Yeah. But last question before we get out of here: What does Walt Disney World mean to you? You go first, Wally. Oh Jesus! Why do you go make me go? First? <laughs> I mean, because my answer is stupid long. Um, it means more to me than it should. Uh, it's the thing. Walt Disney World is the first time I, as a, the first time me as a person, had the cognizant thought of. You know, someone had to make all this. Someone, there is a feeling and an experience and a magic that I've only experienced within these gates. And someone had to make that. And I wanted to know everything there was to know about how that process was. And that led me to studying 
Walt Disney and Jim Henson and, and Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and it, it, all the way up to the point where I was obsessed over just entertainment in general. And that has never really gone away. Whenever I walk into Walt Disney World, it's like coming home because it is the pinnacle of what is possible with your imagination to bring happiness to the rest of the world. And it brings something to people of all ages in a way that no other form of entertainment can. And I would, I'm just so happy that it exists. And, (laughs) and that's, that's really what it means to me. Well, mine's kind of along that same line. I mean, it's really just what it means to me is no matter how small of an idea you have, I mean, you look at what Disney is at this point. It it's a world dominating entertainment company, and it all started by a guy and a mouse. He drew a mouse and made a cartoon of it and grew this huge entertainment con- like just juggernaut through the years. And it just it always makes me feel better when I'm there. It's like that I could be the type of guy that could come up with an idea that could bring this much joy to this many people at all the time. Like it it just kind of gives you that hope, you know? Yeah. And for me, kind of going along with what both you guys said, it's to me (laughs) the pinnacle of creativity that it all started from just one small thing and has grown from that to, you know, one of, if not the most dominant corporation in the world. Because you think of, you know, Disney, before they bought Marvel and Star Wars, how big they were. And now that they have that library under their umbrella, they're even bigger. And kind of going along with what you were saying, Wally, it it kind of, it's really inspiring in a way when you go because you think to yourself, you know, all this started from just one small thing. And it it shows you that no idea can be too small. And it's, it's a place that you can go to, you know, get away from everything, from the mundane, normal life go on vacation and it doesn't matter as i said at the top of the show it doesn't matter if you're 5 if you're 25 55 85 or even if you're lucky enough to live to be 105 it has something for everybody and it's something that i think we can all agree on that disney makes everyone happy it's the only place on earth i can go and be completely stress free yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the only stress I have is, well, hell, I'm thirsty and I want a Coke and a 250. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get out of here, do you guys want to uh, to plug your show? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, you, you were, like, unsure. <laughs> well, Wally and I do a show with Stephanie Lombardo and Stephen B. Scott called the Pop Culture Palette, 
which you can find wherever fine podcasts are downloaded for free. And you can, or you could go to PCPradio.com or you can go uh, look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PopCulturePalette or peace at PCP Show on Twitter. And also um, Derek and I have a show called the Nerd Cave Retro Show, which is at Nerd Cave Retro on Twitter. And just look up Nerd Cave Retro wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> and uh, speaking of you know Disney kind of being a you know inspiration for creativity, you guys got to recently do a short film called Monsters Anonymous, which I believe is yes. now available to watch online. Correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, you can go to watchthemonsters.com, and uh, you will be one of the 17,000 people whose faces have melted by the awesomeness <laughs> that is Monsters Anonymous. It's a movie that uh, Jason, myself, and uh, Jeremy London of Mallrats uh, co-wrote. It stars Brian O'Halloran from the movie Clerks uh, as Dracula, and uh, the premise is that the classic movie monsters of the 1930s are no longer scary so they have to turn to therapy and that's what that's all about and you can you can follow it at uh, facebook.com slash help the monsters and also on twitter at help the monsters fantastic well guys thank you very much for joining me for this awesome disney world roundtable and i know that especially with having both of you on i feel much more educated about Disney World. <laughs> I don't Thank feel like you, I sir. even taught you anything. <laughs> you did. Well, you know where to get a good uh, tuna fish sandwich now. And Oh, that's true. And, and a hummus sandwich. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I want to go to the Columbia Harbor House literally right now. Dude, I would go with you. I would make the 10-hour drive just to have that same tuna sandwich. I have tickets. I, I can go. <laughs> Where's uh, my magic band? <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. My thanks again to Jason and Wally for taking the time to have that awesome discussion about Disney World. I can't wait to go back again. I wish I was there right now. I would live at Disney World if I could. I really would. It's that great of a place. As I mentioned at the top of the show, next week we'll be looking back into the world of the Blue Wahoos with part two of my Blue Wahoos feature with more front office staff members talking about how we're gearing up for the second half of baseball season. Still a lot of baseball left, still plenty of opportunities to come out and enjoy a Blue Wahoos game. And of course, we have playoffs in early September. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media. My Twitter handles are ddiamondpodcast for the show. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond. Follow the Derek Diamond Experience on Facebook and on Instagram at ddiamondpodcast. Every Monday, I post a 60-second preview of that week's upcoming show. So definitely follow me on Instagram. You'll see other random pictures as well. Instagram is quite a bit of fun uh, with pictures and filters and all that fun stuff. So follow me on all those platforms. And I believe that does it for this week's show. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Tuesday.
been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are a local indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to this podcast. And that's because they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is D-Rock, the official theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. You can also check out their music on Bandcamp. Just go to Bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and you can hear Murder Mystery Night and 95 Flannel for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also follow them on social media. Just search for them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. And finally, be sure to visit their website, unicornwranglers.com.